0: Let's do this. Okay,
1: let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's
0: do it. I'm pumped. Yeah, let's do it,
1: man. All right, let's do this. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do this. Now let's do this. Let's
0: do it. Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast. My name's Pat Martin. You're my friend, Chris Stewart,
1: coach morning good morning how's it going pretty well sorry i'm i'm, just, I'm distracted i, I had, saw you smile i picked up so. my phone right right before uh right before you, you started there right before we I had, a, I had a team app message use the team app for your well, reason group me it's not
0: working group out me. very well for us yeah. though <laughs> we're, we're, we're i'm having trouble adding one of my one of our coaches to the, to the group so it's weird oh really yeah and Microsoft yeah. supports not not the greatest right yeah. now. So,
1: <laughs> I like this team app. It's uh, I have to keep reminding people to make sure their notifications are on so that they don't miss any. Yeah, messages, I remember that. Like that. Yeah. I I, I glanced down here and and I've got a, a request from a player. Uh, a Perspective player to join our team map who I wasn't expecting to come out for baseball. Oh, know. this is this a player from a different school district? No, no, no yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a guy from who wants to come down and play for Eastern. No, it's uh it's a uh, an upperclassman that guess uh, wants to come out for baseball. So, Sweet, yeah, good deal. Yeah. yeah, or just wants to be part of the team map. <laughs> See all my Maybe he just, just wants just wants to <laughs> listen out, be,
0: yeah. be a part of the group. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good deal. Well, Sunday's coming. Sunday's the Super Bowl, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't
1: know that around here in the Athens,
0: oh, you'd know Ohio it. area. You'd know it because the the Bengal uh, fandom grew by about seventy five percent over the last couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I think part. I think twenty five percent of that is true Bengal bandwagon fandom. People just saying, "Oh, here's a team I haven't seen in the Super Bowl ever." or in a long time, depending on how old you are, 75% of that is probably, this whole world just loves Joe Burrow. I know, I know. It's hard to meet, you'll you, be hard-pressed to meet somebody who is a hardcore fan of another team in this league who doesn't pause and say, you know what, though, I kind of like that Burrow. Who was the, what, where did oh, it was uh,
0: Burt Scott. Wasn't Burt Scott the guy that was giving threats to, to Joe after, what'd he do? He did something. Run the score up. They were running the score up, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Through a
1: touchdown or something like that. It Was when they got that passing yards record or some, touchdown. Yeah, Bart some yards. They on the
0: Ravens. They did it on the. He did it on the Ravens, which made it even more sweet, didn't it? I, I'll be honest with you. It tasted pretty good to me. <laughs> you know, anytime the Ravens suffer, oh, I'm yeah. anytime you can
1: put one to the old, <laughs> I, I stopped myself.
0: I can't. You know what? Let's. let's we're done here. I stopped We're myself. done. We're done. I didn't say it. It doesn't matter. Better. Doesn't matter. It was, it was I, in your heart. It was in your heart.
1: <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, there the you mouth go. speaks. <laughs> Someone said that one time. You I, know,
0: we uh, we sometimes we come up with these topics and on this on our podcast here, and and sometimes we don't talk about it beforehand. We really don't know where each other stand. Yeah. On the on the issues that we're going to talk about. I think a lot of times we've we're, we've been lucky enough to be on the same page. And then, you know, those other times when you were wrong, um, <laughs> our opinions differed a little bit, but we're going to, we've got to, I think, I, I think we have a good topic today that is good for really coaches of all levels. Um, and I think the, the situation that we're going to talk about can definitely happen at all levels, especially if you want.
1: Oh, it will. <laughs> it, 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 it will it, happen.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. 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 It, it, the more that you involve other mm-hmm. people. Right, you know, which that's part of the conversation. a cornerstone. So of, of of being a good coach is involving other people, putting putting good people yeah. around you. You got to do it. So, but yeah, absolutely.
1: What are we going to talk about today, Coach? Well, I brought up an idea to you. Um, every now and then, in. Whether it might be a practice, you, usually it's a practice setting, you know, or a training setting where you're yeah. where you're with your your, your your team. You have, I mean, like let's let's speak in the world of baseball here because baseball is such a complex game. Where what I mean by that is there are so many different ways that people might play the game strategically. There's a lot of different strategies for what the way people, you know, a lot of different uh, plans that people have for how they're going to go about uh, playing the game. Some people really like the, you know, if you're a small ball person, then then you you practice that a lot and you train that. And you can expect that when you're playing a team, that, you know, this these are some things that we can expect. So we're going to make sure that we can defend this and and whatnot. But even mechanically and with technique, there there are a lot of I guess the way I say it is there are a lot of right ways. Mm-hmm to do things in inside this game and uh there might that might be true for other sports as well i just baseball is the one I, i know the most about what i mean by there are a lot of right ways is you know sometimes just because a player or a team or another coach does something a different way or teaches something a different way it doesn't mean that it's wrong right it just means that it's not the way you do it yeah or it's not the way you want your team or your players to do it and so i want to say that first up front yeah and i,
0: can I if I would yeah. add to that sometimes when you do things the wrong way you're still able to do it well so, true so now now as a coach you have to judge the impact you know what, what's the return on investment there of, of of fixing that
1: have you seen these funny memes with their videos actually that have been i think tom house started putting them out. He, he put them out a while ago, but they've kind of resurfaced a little bit. Uh, there's a video of a, of a dad throwing some front toss to a high school player. And he, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he, he posted it, and he said, my friend's son... Is having some issues with a swing. Any pointers? And uh, and it's funny because all of these <laughs> gurus on the internet got underneath and commented and said, "Oh, that's a launch angle swing," and and uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's never going to have much. So he's pulling everything. He's never going to have much success in the you know beyond high school with that swing. And just all of these comments, and I couldn't tell which ones were actually. Yeah, a buddy of mine sent that to facetious. me.
0: And we we kind of had a conversation because of, of, I thought a couple of those. I basically said, well, this guy pointed out everything he was doing well, saying that yeah, he right, was wrong. Right, you know what I mean? right. well, and any of those guys that said he'll never make it to the upper level, I kind of thought. Mm. Yeah. see. <laughs>
1: what's the, what's the punch? But there was, is? there was actually, a, there was some, there, was, there a, was like a travel ball coach. I think that I know on the one that you sent like a 17, U team out of Illinois or whatever. It is. Yes. And he was like, he was just breaking it down and saying, here's what, here's what you should, you know, here's some things that you can do to work on this and that. And people were like, this dude's being for real. He's being for real. And what was so funny about it is that the video was an old video of Mike trout's dad throwing to him. That was Mike trout hitting. Yeah. And so it's, to your point, yeah, it might not look like what you think it should look like. That old boy can hit, though. Yeah. He's and pretty good. Mike Trout's pretty good, isn't he? He's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's
0: he's, he's borderline. He's, up, nah, he's, he's, best, he's My, the best in outfitter uh, in, in the MLB right
1: now, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, I love watching his at-bats. He just competes every at-bat to get on base. Yeah. He, it, it, and that's, that's all he cares about. I mean, that's his number one goal is to get on base. Whether it's a home run, a triple, double, single, a base on balls hit by pitch, he's going to get the pitch that he wants, and he's when he sees it, he's going to not going to miss it. Yeah, he's a student of the game. He is.
0: You know, it, that that kind of reminds me of when we had uh, Coach Wilson on. Uh, I guess it's been yeah, it's, Kevin Wilson. It's been a little while, and you know the the approach that that he takes in, and you know training hitters and the understanding that not all hitters when you you know when you say something they don't. Feel it the way you say it, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So that's where the this idea of swinging down on the ball comes, or swinging up on the ball. You know, you'll have different hitting coaches say never. You know, you're you always swing down on the ball, you always swing up on the ball, right? Right. And the the fact is, some people need to hear swing up on the ball, and Mm -hmm. some people need to hear swing down on the ball. Yeah. So it's just it's it it it, there's there's a lot of gray area in there, and you got to be careful about. You know, say you got to be careful about saying it's got it's only one way because
1: it just isn't. It's individualistic. It's, I mean, it's, it's you training another individual. Right. And that's what makes, I think that's what makes coaching a team like a high school team so difficult because you don't have that kind of time logistically with every single player. Right. I mean, you're probably starting to feel, we're two weeks out from starting practice and you're probably starting to feel that overwhelming feeling of, I'm going to have 30-some kids in a really tiny gymnasium. What am I <laughs> yeah, going to do? Right? I am feeling that. Yeah. I mean, until this freaking snow starts melting. I told April, I was looking. She said, she said what's it look like this week? I had my weather app just scrolling, looking for a day that might be above 50, where we might get rid of the snow finally here in in southeast Ohio, or all pretty much all of the this the Midwest right now. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. I mean just but we had a really good year last year, so we did. Yeah, I think so we be. practiced inside twice last year. And part of that was because we just don't have an indoor cage. That's right, folks. If anybody's listening out there and you want to donate to us, we need an indoor cage. <laughs> oh, Megs doesn't have you don't have an indoor one either. Cage so, either
0: so. so two both of these guys here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If anyone out there wants to build one, we'll
1: share it. You and I? Yeah. We could easily share it. Yeah, we'll share it. Yeah, put it right in the middle. Right. Yeah. We'll, well shoot. Mark Porter, right up the hill there, could put one in his... Uh, yeah, yeah. it's it uh... <laughs> good. talk to the Porter family about that. He's given me a lot of money this year already, so yeah. we've got to do a little ad for him. Thing. You see, if our field looks a lot nicer, uh, we, can, we can thank uh, Mr. Porter for, no, that, I think for that. I think it's going to look nice. Yeah. As well, soon as the snow melts, as soon as I right. can see it. Can't right. see it right now. Yeah. So anyway, back to the point. There's going to come a time, as a head coach, and I think that's important to establish, mm-hmm. that, that you as a head coach... Do call the shots for your program in how you want things done. Yep, and that means there is a way that every team wants things done, and, and you can't just say, well, we'll just do it multiple way. You, I guess, you could try that, but I don't know how. Mm. I don't know how that that works. Mm-hmm. And so you know how you know how you want to teach certain aspects of the game, whether it be pitching, catching fundamentals, pitching fundamentals, hitting fundamentals, fielding fundamentals, and all of those. But every now and then you might have someone on your staff say an assistant who sees a player you know doing something and they give advice that's different than what you want to get mm-hmm. than you, what you want your players to do yeah and i think that's an interesting conversation i think it's an interesting thing for us to think about how do we handle that mm-hmm. as head coaches because one it is it happens it is going to happen and it probably will happen more than once and i'll say this yes as a head coach i do take responsibility for making sure that all of my coaches understand how we want to do things right we have coaches meetings and we talk about as much as we can possibly talk about but inevitably Something is going to come up in a practice situation where you're coaching a kid up on a certain technique or something that you didn't get to talk to in your meeting because you only had two or three hours to meet and not 12, where you could go over every scenario in baseball, or I should say an eighth of the scenarios of the game of baseball in <laughs> yeah. 12 hours. So something's going to come up. Yeah. That's the point. Yep. And when it does, what's the best way to handle that?
0: Yeah. It's a tough question. I don't think there's there's a, there's not one right mm-hmm. way to handle it. And I think you know there's a couple things for me that you know we I, I'm a new coach. So this mm-hmm. this is this is definitely going to happen
1: this year for me, probably multiple times. Uh, I've the, the, oh it certainly will because you're coming into a program that belonged to a different head coach. You yes. probably did things differently.
0: Yes, oh, not absolutely. wrongly, just differently. Differently, right? Yeah. And I have some some carryover from that coaching staff. So I've got you know Coach Wood and then Coach Fife from yeah. from from yeah. last year's staff, you know, coming over and and we we talk about those things. This is how we did it last year, and you know, talk kind of about the differences, of what you know, my vision is, and things like that. I've I've uh, I've been around uh, our our JV coaches uh, quite a bit, but never really coached with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, uh, Coach finlaw uh, I've I've been with him quite a bit, so you know I think I think we're on the same page. However, Coach Finlaw has some different uh, uh, ideas than I do. About- you can just told Matt to shut up and get in line there, brother. <laughs> right, right. So you know, I I think for me, there's two things that stick out, Coach. And I think first of all is you know relationship. Is, yes. is 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 huge, yes. you know, to have a good relationship with those guys and uh, and to have them know that, you know, you're not you're not above them. You know, you don't mm-hmm. put yourself above them. That everyone has a role, uh, and you're you know everyone is 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 filling that role. I, and 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 nurturing that relationship amongst the coaching staff is is very important. Where you can have open and honest conversation, and and so you know, and if the situation arises that you do. Say, you know, you, in, in a situation that you're talking about, if if a coach is, is, is telling a player, instructing a player to do something in a way that, you know, isn't necessarily the way that you want the, the, the players in the program to do that, then they would be okay and actually want you, you know, to, to step in and say, ah, that's not really the way the way you want to do it. I know when I open up the Meg's Marauder playbook, and I guarantee when, when, if we opened up the Eastern Eagle playbook, there's going to be a word in there that is is seen multiple times. That word is serve serving. And, you know, that's part of that serving mentality of, of putting the, the needs and the, you know, the, the priorities of the program above our own. So Mm -hmm. it it is a pride thing. So it's delicate, but I think one thing you got to do to nurture that situation is, or to help the, to help the situation when you find yourself in those situations is nurture the relationship you know between you and, and your assistant coaches. It's and, a
1: constant thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a constant thing, so that when that situation comes up, it's a little bit easier to deal with. Because right. you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, you're going to have to say something, and that's the the awkwardness is I'm not a, I'm not the type, and I know there are a lot of coaches that. Maybe not a lot, but there are some coaches, and I and I, I kind of see this in the football world. I saw it in the football world uh, with a, with a, high, a particular high school coach one time, and it was ugly because his assistants hated him. He 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 believed in dressing his assistants down. In, when he needed to in in front of the players, mm. if they were wrong, they just needed they needed to make sure that they all understood that that we all do it this certain way and and it was uh yeah it was not it, it didn't go well it didn't go well
0: yeah, I guess contacts would be important in that situation for me yeah, yeah I, 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 I want my players to respect my assistant coaches, and i'd be afraid of doing that would would, oh, would strip that respect absolutely
1: absolutely, and that's what and that's what really makes it difficult to figure out. What's the best way yeah. to handle this? Because there are two problems here. One is you've just found something, you've just discovered something that you and your assistant coaches aren't on the same page about. Yes. That's a problem. Yep. And it's, you know, and again, it's unavoidable because it's going to happen. We all there's a lot of different ways to do things. You just gotta fix it. You, yep. gotta, you gotta make sure you're on the same page. Right. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is you don't want your player doing what that coach just said to do. Right. And so you gotta. You gotta somehow tell the player that no, actually, we want you to do it this way, without undermining the knowledge, the care, the love. The, you know, without basically putting a wet blanket on that coach from ever wanting to make a comment or coach a player up again, right? Because that's, yes. that's a delicate thing. Yes, you correct. You correct something. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It might cause that coach to shrink back, Absolutely. and that's the last thing I want. I right. want our, I want our assistant coaches doing a lot of the work yes. in practice, yes, and a lot of the coaching work is what I'm talking about. Not not small work, big work, good st- you know, coaching stuff, and I want them to to have the freedom to do that. I want them to feel like like that. That's what we always want. But I also, like you said, that re- I, I want to have that kind of relationship where I can say. Something like, yeah, you know what? That is one way, you know, that, that, that's one of the ways, the, you know, of the many ways that we might do that on the baseball field. However, this is my preference. This is what I would prefer for us to do. And I know we haven't got a chance to go over all this together, yeah. but here's what I would like to see us do. I can give you an, I, I can give a specific example from a, few, from a handful of years ago. Uh, and this is probably a fairly common thing. Tag, tagging up from third base, so just to set it up, if you have a runner on third base with less than two outs and there's a fly ball to the outfield, you always want that runner to go back to the bag to tag up to potentially score the run, right? A sacrifice fly. Always? I. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> I there, you know what? There is a small percentage of the time – like I would say, ten percent of the time, maybe even less. When I would be okay with a player breaking, and that would be a low line drive if it's to a, left field. If it's, if it's an in betweener that the outfielder is running hard on, that you know you're not going to be able to tag up on anyway, then go ahead and work your way down that line so that you can't yep. score. Otherwise, yeah, I, I want their first instinct. That's but what I come mean by all the time. Bat. Yeah, no, I got as you. soon as I, I, <laughs> my, my, my word is read it off the bat. If you read it down. You know read it past the pitcher and go, if you read it up, your first jab is back to the bag. So yeah. re- just you get that instinct. So in practice that's that's how we practice that. So we were in a batting practice, and I had kids you know whenever they got around the third base to practice that, every time there was a fly ball, they were they were they were practicing that instinct. So kid goes back to tag up, and I could hear one of one of my coaches saying, hey, don't don't watch the ball, listen for." The third base coach. So nah. I'll I'll play the third base coach here, and as soon as that you know outfielder catches ball, I'll say go. So you, you get yourself ready to go in a good position to run. But and I was throwing BP. Might cost you an out. Slow, <laughs> slows you down, right? <laughs> it, that way, yeah, you miss. It, I I find two problems with that. So I, so yeah, that's not my preference. I, I'll just say that. That's not the way I prefer well, and to coach it and do it. When you're real big about base runners owning their time and their time yeah. and so the that's path. point number yeah. 1 is I want our base runners to the, the least that we have to do as coaches yes. on their behalf I want to do and we don't have to do this. You're just there to guide them. You don't them. have to do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. And so I understand why some coaches want to do it that way. I mean because it's it could be a helpful thing but it's just again it's just not the way I want to do it I want the I want the player who is the better athlete than I am let's be honest I mean they're they're playing they're they're playing that sport they should be the better athlete right there they're on the field they should have a feel for it I want them to see it in the glove I want them to see and hear it in the glove and then go I don't want as a coach to have this issue of me trying to Time it up in a way where I say go just as the ball's coming to the glove, knowing that by the, that after I say go, then that player's going to go. Mm. Because what's going to happen is that opposing dugout and all their fans are going to hear me say go before the ball gets to the the mitt. Because um, I'm going to tr- try to, yeah. And they're going to assume that that player went on on my go, like as soon as I said go, Mm -hmm. which we know that that's not the case. I mean, we know that they're not leaving unless they just happen to anticipate it and leave early, but I've seen that happen way too many times where the coach actually said go and it was really close and, and they appealed it. Right. And I just, I think we can remove that from the, that's, that's, I guess, reason number two, why I don't like it. And so, so I did, I, 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 stopped right there and I went ahead and said, said, yeah, you know, that's one of the ways that, um, that it can be done. However, my preference is that we would do it like this. And mm-hmm. here's why. And I actually shared that. I want our base runners to take ownership and I don't want the possibility. Sure. I gave an example of a game you know, years ago, a little league game where I heard a coach say go and the ball wasn't in the mitt yet and the player didn't actually leave early, but they they appealed it. And I said, that's a problem that I think we can avoid. Mm-hmm. And the coach was like, oh, yeah, OK, good point. And, and it worked out really well. I was able to go ahead and take that moment to kind of stop the whole practice and shout that out and say, hey, this was a really good thing that happened here. Um, you know, we have we have a couple of different ways that maybe you guys have been taught over the years to tag up from third base. Here's how we're going to do it, and we're all going to do it the same way. Mm. And and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, there's little things like what do you say on a fly ball? What do you teach your kids to say on a fly ball? Mm. Is it mind mind mind? Is ball, it ball, I got ball. it I got it? Or is it ball ball ball? It doesn't really matter. It's a lot of different things. It's just in our program. We want to hear ball, ball, ball. Mm-hmm. We want to hear somebody else who might, who might be closing in on that ball concede by saying take it, take it. That way, that 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 player knows we're not going to collide here. You I, want to
0: do it? Use the same terminology every time. Ball, that's ball, cute, take it, take it. Yeah. Ball,
1: ball, yeah. And and you know, again, I've heard, I've heard uh, there been times when now that's something we I, I we we kind of clearly communicate that so i don't ever run into this issue very much but but sometimes you will i mean maybe you forget to communicate it and so you'll you know or maybe a coach isn't isn't there on the day you communicate it and your kid's saying ball 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 and a coach says no 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 say mine 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 mm. well that's just because that was your preference that's right. what you said when you were a kid that's what, that's that, yeah. Yeah, that was me but mind, again mind, yeah but again it's it's one of those things it's like well you know actually here's what i want us to say you know there's not really any reason rhyme or reason for would you, it would you, I just would you let your outfielders have any ownership over that over what they say mm-hmm. I did last year actually mm-hmm. I gave them I, I gave them options yep. I said I said here here's two options here's there's ball 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 and mine mind mine because they, they had up. always said mine mind mine and I said what do you guys like and they came up with ball ball, ball. yeah so, I like that It's I like punchy. That ball yep. ball.
0: and see that's that's kind of what we're talking about there too is some coaches nope it's mine my way or the highway mine 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 ball yep. ball ball well, you yep. know, one or, one or the other I think that's
1: not up. I got it because it could be you got it well just don't say you got it ever. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, if right. I got don't it, ever it's fine. Say it, right? Yeah, as long as you got it, got it, got it. I, who cares? It's just if the kid a form of communication. As yeah, long as the other person yeah.
0: understands what you're saying, uh, it's good. But yeah, I, I think when you, I think when you, you say, you know, when you take that approach of my way or no way, you're really setting yourself up for failure because you, you're 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 going to be wrong at some point. You're gonna you're gonna make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I did this uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago in, in travel ball. Uh, I was coaching an, uh, a travel ball team, and I was working with the outfielders. And I was, um, I was telling them, to keep, you know, not to turn their head off the ball. That's a that's an age old.
1: Uh, yeah, you, you know, and I would have had a little conversation about that if you were teaching my outfielders. Well, that's
0: that. what I was. That's what I was yeah. teaching. And yeah. and, and uh, one of the one of the outfielders who is actually I have a very good relationship with, a good player and. Uh, came up to, him, he's like, "This isn't the way we're taught in, in uh, junior high ball. We're we're taught to, you know, that we, we can turn our heads." I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I said, "Well, I'll I'll get back to you on that." Yeah. So I went, you know, the first thing and I did. And then you was, become a learner. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I actually, oddly enough, the first video I pulled up was a video of Mike Trout. Oh, really? And he's, 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 he's practicing fly balls and you know, what he's doing he's, mm-hmm. he's turning he turned and
1: turned and then found the ball. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and, and, you know, then you kind of get into the, there's some, there's some dynamics of that. If, 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 if you, if you got to maintain a sprint, that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you to go ahead and turn your head and, yeah. and, ma- and keep going to sprint. If the ball's more up in the air and you got a little bit more time, then you can open your hips and, and keep your eye on the ball. So there's, there's different ways to do different things, but the, you know, the key is you're going to practice both of them so that you right. can do both of them. Right. And, and, you know, I, I brought the guys together the next day and I said listen I was teaching you guys to do this because it's it's basically the way that I've always been taught and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's um it's something I haven't looked into as much as I should, obviously, but I've I did I've, I've researched it, and yeah. you know this is the way we're gonna we're gonna practice this now, and we kind of went over those you know the different the different reasons why you would do one or the other, but we're honest ultimately it comes down to what you're comfortable with, right? You know what you're good at, what so,
1: each individual is comfortable with, yeah. In, that, in that case, right? I mean, because I you may have an outfielder on that same team that says. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I, like I feel like I, I feel like I can't find the ball as well. Or whatever. Okay, do do it the other way. Yeah, do it. And that, in that sense, there is two ways yeah. on our team to do it. Right. Right. It's just, that, it's the key. I, it's just that I'm not going to close. I'm not going to say, oh no, don't ever turn your head away from the ball. Right. You, you opened up. You opened up your mind to the opportunity for multiple. You know, technique on that.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes back to me saying you know you have to put the priorities of the program and the team above your own, you know, above your pride. Yes. And you, you know that 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 serving mentality that we're, you know, that we we talk about. That's that's kind of what you Mm do. And I think you know when you talk, if in the in the instance that you're bringing up you know, this is how we're going to do it when a coach has just said, you know, do it one way and you kind of want to do it a different way or the program, you you know, I think to deflect that or to return that responsibility back to you, like, like you did, like, you know, this is something we never got a chance to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's good, you know, to, to, to own that because ultimately the buck stops at the head coach's feet. So if, if, if your assistant coach is, is teaching something that, that you don't want them to, to teach, that's your responsibility. Yeah. So, you're, yeah. you know, you're fixing it.
1: And I think, did you have something else to add, tag on to that? I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you mean, you're done? No, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, you got a big, deep breath there as I got ready to talk. No, you're good. Well, I, along, just to continue on with what you're saying, I mean, you, you did something personally there that I think is important for us to do together as well when this happens, and that is have a discussion yes. about why. Mm-hmm. Because. I may have a way that I want our kids to do something and the coach may have taught it a different way. And then I say, well, this is actually how we want to do it. But then I want to have an opportunity for us to also sit down and say, here, let, let's talk about why. Let's talk about the pros and cons of, Absolutely. of those things, because I may actually be wanting, I may actually change my mind. Yes. And, and here's, and that's a point. I think it's a good point for all of us because you know, coaches have egos, Head coaches have egos. Assistant coaches have e- All people who are in the game, because we're I athletes. So. We're athletes, right. I hope we have some, you know, we've got, we've got egos that we that we want to cling on to the way we do things. Yeah. But here's the other thing. We can change. Absolutely. We can change. We should change our we minds about be things. We, we should be We should be seeking. We should adapt, evolve. change. Yes. That's the whole point of being a, as good as you could possibly be as a coach. Is This game is changing tremendously. Every aspect of the game is changing tremendously. And again, and I'm, it's not just baseball. It's every game. Yes. Every, every sport is changing tremendously. One of the reasons is continue. because the athletes are changing. The science behind how we're training athletes and everything, it's just everything about athletics is changing. You and I went to that state clinic. And we heard Zan Barksdale talk about catching. Yeah. How much has the position of catcher changed over not the past? I'm not talking about the past 20 years. No. I'm talking about the past eight years. Yep. Because the time that my, from the time my son was in high school, I can tell you right now, the things that I was teaching my son and he and I were working on together, receiving the, the baseball as a catcher, are different now than they were in 2017. That's five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. I I I just I would not have had him. I would not have had him relaxing his hand to the floor, you know, to the to the ground, and then bringing the pitch up, you know, catching the pitch with the glove on the on the way up, Mm -hmm. bringing it into a strike zone if it's a little bit underneath the strike zone. I'd have had him sticking that. I would have had him stick, get your thumb under, it and stick in that pitch. Right, and it's just a different, it's a different thing. So that things like that are going to come up all the time because this game is changing all the time. Yep. And we, when we played it, I mean, my, you know, I, what's my, who's my youngest assistant coach? It's Coach Burton, my youngest, I think. Is I think he? So. Is he oh there? yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. He played under Nick DeWeiler at Rio Grande. Nick oh, was, Nick was okay. an assistant at Rio, and, and uh, when, when Burton was there, yeah. Uh, so, he, but even since he played. The game has changed a lot, and so I don't care how young you are, how old you are, we've got to be able to adapt in the way we, the way we do things. Absolutely, and that's and I'll and I'll tell you right now, like if my assistants are listening, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm always reading and studying about this game because I'm the oldest one among you, and I I'm I could be the one that has I could be the most stuck in my ways about doing it. If I don't stay on top of sure. of, of, of reading and understanding, that's a big it's, part of
0: coaching. It is. It is it is, it is. it is. it is reading and watching and
1: listening. One of the most encouraging things to me was seeing these. Old, I talk about old. I'm talking about 70 year old guys speaking at the ABCA and schooling us on the new on the new ways. They, they knew fit. all about it. Oh, they're on top of it, and yeah. that's the reason why they are where they are. Yeah. Bruce Bochy, retired Major League Baseball coach, he had a way of. Telling stories that made you go, hmm, yeah, that's that's new technique. I mean, he's.
0: Yeah. He, Let me tell you what's old school because I hear that term all the time, and I I, feel, I think it's fleeting. And I'm old seeing,
1: school, new school stuff.
0: Yeah, I tell you what I think's old school. There's a, there's a fundamental element to being old school. Winning. <laughs> old school. If you think about, I mean, what when Pete Rose. What was the catcher that Pete Rose took out in the All-Star Game? Ray Fossey. Game? Ray Fossey, that's right, yes.
1: Well, he ended his career That's in an All-Star Game. Yeah. Collision at the plate. Why? Did he not like Ray Fossey? No. It's just the way Pete played the game he all the time. He played to win, right? Yeah, there's a fun – Pete's my favorite player, so I know all of his quotes. There's a quote where Pete said, I don't care if I'm playing – because it was after that happened. And they, why would you do that? And he said, what do you mean, why would I do that? I don't care if I'm playing in the seventh game of the World Series, an All-Star game, or a church picnic game. I'm going to play the same way. Yeah, that's how I play the game. Yeah, and and the the bottom line
0: is, if these guys, these players, or you know, in any sport, and you know, it doesn't matter what sport we're talking about, if there's a way to do something that makes them better, they're going to do it. Now, that doesn't make them new school. You know what I mean? I mean they're 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 going to do it because they're going they, they're going to do what it takes to win. I
1: found a way to win today. Absolutely, that, that's different than maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, but and that's and that's why you're saying it's new school. But it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think,
0: but yeah, you know the uh, I think we were kind of getting to this, maybe maybe not what I wanted at the beginning, I said I think there's two things that I would focus on, and one is that relationship that we have with the coach, the other would be the impact of the change at the time so mm-hmm. if if yeah. um, if it's not that big of a deal, which you know I think you could argue that it always is that big of a deal, but in my mind, I had this as you know, we were you know I was kind of thinking about this topic and you know, maybe how I'd handled it and how I've kind of handled these types of things in the past. I think if, if a coach, you know, we, we did, we have different roles on our coaching staff and, you know, different coaches do different things. If a coach is, uh, has, you know, has a responsibility to teach a certain group of players or, you know, a certain skill set or, you know, whatever it may be. And they own that. And, you, you know, as a head coach, you hear them, you know, teach something that doesn't necessarily jive with the program. I think that's an opportunity for them to kind of step back and you know you could like you said have that discussion as a group and it maybe you don't maybe maybe it's not necessary for you at that moment to speak up and say oh we're going to do it this way yeah maybe you allow that assistant coach well first of all you have that discussion so that you can you can figure out you know why this is the way the program is going to go and and maybe you change as a head coach maybe like you said maybe your your mind changes maybe you want to maybe you're convinced to go a different way but and if, if I do I'm going to stand
1: before the whole team and tell them that
0: yeah and 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 give that assistant coach the opportunity the to say hey we we or okay yes true the credit in that in that scenario right but if not and and the assistant you, you give the assistant coach the ownership to resolve that issue mm. when they go back to the the you know their players' group that they're working with the next day they can you know tell them hey coaches had a discussion i did some research mm. what, what i taught yesterday isn't necessarily the truth mm. you know and, and here's some different ways to look at it, and here, here's the way that you know our program was gonna, is going to going to think about going yeah. forward with this and i think that you know that that's a that's a direction you could take too i, I don't think you could always take that direction well though.
1: you could take that direction if if there is trust mm. among your whole among the if if there's a relationship there, yeah. right, a relationship of trust among your staff, yeah, and that's what it always comes back to. Because again, if there's not, then one, you probably won't allow that to happen that way. But but if there if there isn't trust both ways, or respect both ways, a deep level of respect. Because what you could also have is the potential for, you know, that assistant who may be a little bit chapped that you that you're not doing it his way. Saying, well, I know I taught you this yesterday, but this is the way coach wants to do it, so we're going to do it this that's way. True. And that's not the way you want that communicated. No. Because what's that, what's that do? No. Yeah, that, right. that, creates, that creates a division right away. Good point. In that kid's mind, that creates a division among our coaching staff and among our program, and that's yep. the last thing we want. Yeah, for that. sure. So I, I would do it. I would, I would trust my guys with that, that's, and that's where you got to be. Yeah. You got to be in a place where you can trust them to, that you know that they, they're going to go back and say it in a way that 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 promotes the unity that we desire to have sure. and the unity that I believe we do have mm-hmm. on the, in this program.
0: Yeah, and
1: the you know the bottom line is
0: the longer you're together, the, yeah. the you know the more unity you're going to have, the more yeah. chemistry you're going to have, the more on, you know on the same page you're going to be, and right. Uh, that's that's why assistant coaches are are so important to to retain (laughs) absolutely keep them around you know absolutely good stuff
1: yeah i think that is good it was a unique sort of a different conversation different topic right yeah and you
0: know i think you know i i said this at the beginning of when we started recording i i think it's important for youth coaches for Mm -hmm. for recreational coaches for you know for travel ball coaches to to have discussions with their assistant coaches
1: let's take it another level this is why it's important for youth organizations to connect with their high school in the local area. That's a good point. To find out how you want—I mean, you know—some areas are county leagues where you got multiple high schools. But if you have a youth league, you know, like our, our the league that our kids play in is a county league, but we have kids in particular locales that are going to our school district. Absolutely right. So I have—we have Chester and Tupper's Plains. And I can meet with those guys, which I've already actually, I contacted them last week about this. About getting you know one having camps having a camp uh, and we're gonna do a little preseason thing on sign-up day with them. i me to tell you about that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, a little, I need to you mean advertisement on, on, on our the podcast. The youth, the youth. When they come sign-ups? in for sign-ups here in a couple of weeks, we're we're gonna do a little really? day camp meet the nice. team type thing. Yeah, I like it. And um, that's that. I just leaked that, so that's not even been advertised yet. Surprise. Uh, yes, So yeah, let's get, let's get ready for that. That's awesome. Um, but but I, one of the things I talked to uh, Chris Carroll about is I want. To do the same kind of thing with with coaches, so I, I know if you've not been used to doing that kind of thing, it's hard sometimes to get you know youth coaches to come to like a clinic or something like that. Yeah, but we can we can make it fun. We can offer pizza, do something you know where we get them together and we say and we just say, hey, listen. I, I, a lot of that is question and answer. It's just, hey, you you got anything for me? Like, no. you know, but I, I want to give practice plan ideas and just if there are certain ways we want to do things, you know, let's start teaching it like this here. Like, I would talk about base running a lot, you know, just in a general way, yeah. right? Let your kids run the bases. Yeah. Um, you know, I would talk about... Uh, you know it, when they're when they're fielding the ball. You know, yeah, there there are certain fundamentals and mechanics that we want them to um, to to abide by when they're fielding the ground ball, but also kind of let them do some things that are unconventional because sometimes they might have to make a play like that, you know, on the okay. run and flip it to them or whatever. Or, you know, I talk about the two hands issue. Stop saying two hands. The only thing we want them to catch with two hands is the ball that they got to transfer quickly, right? Yeah, uh, that's out in front of them. You know, and so and you know let them let them catch let them play some catch. So and where you say. Don't ever catch anything with two hands during this, this catch time here for the next 10 minutes. Everything I want I want you to catch it with, I want you to just glove it. Use your glove. Get comfortable with the glove. You know, and and I want them to understand, let's get these kids ready to go. Let's get these kids, you know, those are the more general things, but at least at least then that's gonna translate a lot easier into the way we do it at a high school, Absolutely. at the high school level. Yeah. Definitely. So not only among your own coaches, youth coaches. Chat with your high school coach. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think that's it,
0: it, something that a lot of, I think that's that's something a lot of high school programs need to do more, is is make that connection with their mm-hmm. with their youth programs, um, because a lot of times, that I mean <laughs> that's your development program, and you know you absolutely you have four years when they get to your high school program. And right. with the time that you have,
1: it's not easy to change some of the things that we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. There. In, this, in this sport in particular, where, where everything is a skill, mm. you know, it's not just about getting strong and moving somebody out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you know, if, if a little kid was a lineman and he learned some different technique as a kid, yeah, there, a there technique. is technique there. There is, yeah. Right? Um, but this, but in, in the game of baseball, every position is a skill position. Yeah. Everything you do, is a skill. Mm-hmm. And so when, once you ingrain us a, a way of doing a skill, it's hard to break that habit. Yes. And, uh, but you can, it's just, you'd rather not have to.
0: Yeah. No, it's hard, it's hard for a, a, a high school coach to, to find the time to do that. Right. Cause you're, you're, you're about not the a team personal trainer. St- yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. you would love to, so. be. you'd love to be able to, I would love to be able to go and watch every hitter and break them down and do video analytics with them. And, but you, you literally just can't yeah can't there's a cost it. to that you're giving up something you're, you're, else. you're yeah. sacrificing something to do that so yeah. yeah and you know what this goes this goes the other way this goes i can say one of the things that validates this conversation i think i can tell you this my son went and played four years of college baseball guarantee you during that time there they did a lot of things way differently than he did them in high school who was his high school coach me right did i feel like they did things wrong yeah of course not <laughs> Well, maybe a couple things, right? When you're buttoning the first inning. No, I'm God. C- <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Yeah, I I, mean, I I always talked about that a little bit. Uh, we why, why are we buttoning the first inning for? Right? Why are we buttoning the first inning? Get that right. run, man. Yeah. Gotta get that one run, in the first inning.
0: Anyway. Can we can you clarify that? Is this gonna go or are we gonna put this Keep on? Keep that on? Are we gonna leave leave that? We're gonna leave this on?
1: Yeah, let's leave this on. But we should. We should. Can you, clarify. can you? Can you clarify something? Let's clarify something.
0: You're all right with button in the first inning. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, first, am. Well, I just want everyone to hear that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Should we explain in what context? No, because that'll give away our strategy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we I, I'm can't. not good with giving up an out in the first inning. Yeah. I'm not good with a sacrifice bunt in the first inning. I'm just not. I the just most, I, I just do not like. I that's not a strategy that I want to attain.
0: When I'm you go into here, a, when you go here into here. a baseball game, the most valuable com- commodity
1: you have are your 21 outs. a yes. College 27 outs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's your and life source. You're giving one interview. of those up unnecessarily in the first inning. If my two-hole hitter comes up with a runner on first. And he's savvy and he pushes that bunt in between the first baseman, and second baseman. Mm, see, now you're. I trying. love that. Yeah. I love it. So, yes, bunt in the first inning. Right. But let that player do it if he knows he can do it. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, don't sacrifice an out there.
0: We got. I got onto you one year for. I think you were coaching the. Uh, the junior legion team or the legion team that you put together?
1: Oh, I was during the COVID summer.
0: Yeah, during it was the COVID summer. Kind of a summer. mix.
1: Yeah, 15U, th- but I had a couple of 16-year-olds on there.
0: Your best hitter got up. Yeah. And 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 put one down the line. He laid down. He did that on his own. And I was calling. Oh, get out of here! I was calling Bush League from the <laughs> from the, from, the, from the from my favorite stands there at
1: Meg's. He got himself out of a slump. Yeah, it wasn't a slump. It wasn't a slump. He he, he was just he flying out. He was flying out. He was. You're,
0: you're talking millimeters. Exactly. Literal. literal exactly. Literally. Yeah, but he he buttoned for a base hit.
1: hmm Started gave us a spark. Make something happen. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun game. Not against Are you talking money? about the game the game that we played when we played Meg's junior legion team. And Bailey, no, Bailey. Oh, is that? Was that the game? Bailey. Yeah, pitched? he pitched against his old, some of his teammates from oh, high that's school. Right. He pitched for you and against he, the. He that's threw. Right. Yeah, and he threw nine in. I think the game went like ten innings. Yeah, and he threw nine innings, I and he was mad because I took him out. Like <laughs> Bailey, you've <laughs> thrown one hundred and twenty six pitches here. I can't let you go anymore. Yeah, and and. Uh, and then we brought in old uh, Will Wickline. Man, he bared down. It was like because he had been injured. Yeah, yeah. And and much. that was the first game where he just really had his good stuff. And, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Yeah. So anyway, baseball's fun. I mean, a lot of those kids are kids that I wasn't going to coach in high school. I actually, ended up co- I coached against Will. Will. Will Will's my cousin's boy. We're you know related to him, and uh, he's on our rival school's team. So it's it's always kind of a fun thing there. Uh, to play against relatives when they are when you rivals, like, who are the, you got the Diggs brothers in the NFL? Stephon yes, and did you see Diggs. that the other day? Yeah, they yeah, played against each yeah, other? They, yeah. put, they put one of them in there as a receiver. Yeah. It, it, he caught a touchdown. Did he catch a touchdown? Uh, which, one, which, which one is the Dallas Cowboys one? I get, a, I get their first two mixed know. up. I don't all know. All I know is that Diggs is a stud, man. Well, He's a stud DB. I heard. What's that? I heard
0: the only reason he gets interceptions is because they pick on him all the time because he can't cover.
1: Is that what it is? That's what I
0: heard. I just, I don't, I don't know. Say, so I saw somebody say, I saw a meme that, uh,
1: well, because he ne- he's never dropped an interception. That oh. was, he, in his career, he's never dropped an interception. Well, do you realize that no defensive back in the history of the game of football has ever dropped an interception? Because
0: it's not an interception until you catch it?
1: <laughs> you catch the ball. It was a stupid, t- a it, was, it was a stupid data point. Well, but you know, they, I, I mean, we understand what they're saying. Yeah, Any yeah, ball, was, they had a it was chance catchable. to intercept, he, yeah. he intercepted it. Yeah. yeah, Oh, well. But yeah, I mean, sometimes that happens, right? It's not like I chose to go and coach it against a family member's team. Oh, no. it Just It's fun the way that happens. Especially in today's,
0: you know, the way the, mm-hmm. the game is, is kind of spread out and played today, you never really know who you're going to right. be playing against. Right,
1: yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be coaching against my brother this year. I mean, not in a league game, but he and I are playing against each other. Right. Are you going to field? We of have of for years. Are you going to split? We're going up there. No, there. it's just a one. Just, we we only coming, have room on is the he come, Is he one. coming down next year? Probably. I need to hold him to it. Yes, absolutely. Because he's going to be loaded this year. <laughs> is he going to be? He only graduated a couple. He, yeah, he says, oh, I lost some big seniors. I know if you're listening, Jared, you're like, don't say that. But he's still got his best pitcher. <laughs> the guy he threw in the regional tournament, I think, is coming back. Yeah, he lost some good ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah but he, and that's a small school too. he only had 13 kids on this whole roster. It's hard to replace year. those guys. So I think as, as a coach you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he still he still got a lot coming back though." Yeah. Yeah. All right. Really we always kind of get off on these little these little tangents here at the
0: end of the yeah. podcast. This, our, this is where people stop. Okay. Uh, I wish we could see it's when why people were saying
1: Oh, they're only listening for 35 minutes.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks for listening Good. everyone. Yes sir.